Yeah, so we're just here to give you something to watch before the nonstop coverage of Trump's big court appearance in Miami. Big. And it's, that's going to dominate the news cycle for a while. So we'll begin this episode with some silly stuff. And obviously we have to start with arguably the funniest video from the weekend, which plays out so perfectly with such impeccable comedic timing that there's nothing from recent memory that even comes close. It's like Benny Hill was back with us again after mm -hmm. decades buried six feet below. There's so much more than just the video itself, too. I mean, it resurfaced old thumbnails, uh, inadvertently funny headlines surrounding other similar incidents, and a viral argument that preceded this latest example by a few weeks also just adds to this delicious, unintentionally hilarious stew. Folks, it's time to make fun of the British again. Yes, gather round, Americans, in our most divided hour. It's time for us to unite in the one thing we can all agree on. These British people, they're soft. <laughs> yeah. Time to make fun of them again. And, and just a heads up, we're not sure if the video is going to get tagged as copyright, but I, I mean, I can't see why it would. But if it does, links are always down in the description and we'll use images instead. But I mean, yeah, you can tell this story through stills anyway. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like there's a whole lot of motion going on. So yeah, the Queen's Guard, which are, I guess now they're simply known as the Guardsmen. Or the King's Guard. Yeah, because, you know, yeah, the you Queen, know. Uh, she bit the dust. Yeah. The she guards, bought the farm. The Guardsmen are dropping at an increasingly rapid pace. They're dropping like flies due to what appears to be a uh, scorching heat wave in the United Kingdom. Yeah. And in a video posted online over the weekend, you can see just how seriously these people take their jobs because while they are preparing and then playing one of their jubilant little songs, um, <laughs> that's a, a good way to describe it. Yeah. A fellow guard is just completely knocked out on the ground. He sleep, trombone still in hand at the ready. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty striking image, but it, it only gets funnier from there because as the rest of the band launches into their song, Mr. President, a second guardsman <laughs> is seen being carted out on a stretcher in the background of the shot. I was like, how could this get funnier than a guardsman passed out with a, tr with a trombone in his hand and then all of a sudden, hut, 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 in the background with another guardsman on it. Yeah. If you ever have someone in your house who's British and you want them out, you just go over to the wall and you crank it up to... <laughs> Somewhere in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so just before the stretcher with another passed out guard is seen in the background, the uh, initial guard in the foreground snaps back to life. He's okay, everyone. And if you look very closely, I might be seeing things, but if you look very closely, you can see that when he, the exact moment yeah, he, he comes back to consciousness, his players try, yeah. <laughs> try to play the song. Dedication to the craft. You, yeah. you got to respect it. Pure muscle memory. You love to see it. Then he stumbles back up, insistent on the fact that he will be able to finish this great honor of playing trombone for the royal family. While <laughs> he he's not aware of it, but aides are quickly rushing to his uh, rescue. A little too late, but they are rushing. Eventually, they convince him to go with them. And a humble trumpet player steps in, swaps his instrument out for the trombone, and takes over. Get you a guardsman who can do both. Yes, I can play all the brass. Uh, so the absolute, I mean, specific British comedic timing of a second passed out guardsman being carted off while an initial one wakes up from his own uh, little sesh. It's just too good. It's funny until you remember that after this, all these guards that fell, they were taken to the Tower of London where they were tortured and then killed yes. under the king's orders. Uh huh. And it's obviously not funny to have these people suffering what appears to be heat stroke. You know, until I saw the second guy being carted off. I thought that maybe just the first guy, he had just locked his knees yeah. or something. That is very typical 
for people in all military. Everyone has a good laugh. Oh, look, he knocked his knees and passed out. You well, you'll keep never keep those legs moving. You'll never do that again. But apparently, it did have to do with the heat because they were they were dropping all over the place. Must have been a scorcher. Yes. Like, I mean, I don't know the Celsius, but it had to be had to be Way real high uh -huh. up there, folks. Uh, but yeah, you can't feel too bad though. We're not the ones forcing these guys to stand out in the heat and play these play their funny little songs. <laughs> nor are we the ones making people stand out in the heat while wearing those ridiculous outfits. Outfits that are arguably the worst type of clothing to wear on a even moderately hot day. Yeah. They are literally wearing those tall bear skin helmets. Just imagine how much worse those things are making it by completely insulating their heads. Yeah. What these guys are doing, that's what an, a literal bear would be doing, having the same reaction. Yeah. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> uh, the tall helmets were originally created to make the guardsmen more intimidating looking, but that clearly hasn't been the case for a long time. And there's really nothing intimidating about suffering from heat stroke as a result of your outfit. Yeah. You come at the king, you better come, in, come at the king on a hot day because his guardsmen will be passed out uh, and your job will be very easy. Stop it. Oh. But yeah, once again, the blame for all of this lies at the feet of the monarchy who could have simply uh, not allowed this demonstration to take place. It didn't have to happen. They've, no. had a, they've had plenty of pomp and circumstance the last year. They've spent it all. They, they can take the rest of the year off. We get it. What a garish display. Uh, but yeah, what makes this funnier is the fact that there was just recently a Twitter main character who was made fun of for 24 hours straight because they dared to tweet, Americans wouldn't last two seconds in a British heat wave. Which is, I mean, it's a ridiculous statement to make considering our many desert cities where, cities that honestly shouldn't exist. True. Cities where temperatures can and do reach upwards of 110 to 120 degrees Fahrenheit or 43 to 48 degrees centigrade, um, you know, in the summer and sometimes not in the summer. I mean, it's L.A. last summer. It was fucking like 95 or 37 or some <laughs> shit for like a month straight last mm -hmm. July, August. It was not great, but yeah. I stayed I stayed awake. Yeah. And, uh, you know, L.A. has come a long way, but still not uh, as people would assume. ACs in every single household. Uh, no, my current home is like the first place I've lived that has AC, but they're all like shitty window units <laughs> yeah. from like 20 years ago. They barely the do. The Brits can do. They, they barely can do, do that. fucking anything. Yeah. Most of my time living in LA, I've lived in places that had no fucking relief whatsoever from mm -hmm. the heat, and yeah, it sucked. I'm not gonna argue with that. It's not fun. Yeah. But why we gotta compete <laughs> about this? This is like how with those fires, people are like. Fires aren't, they're not as crazy as the other ones. Yeah, assholes yeah. from our coast, they're like, oh, now everyone cares about wildfires now that it's happening to New York City, the center of the universe. It's like, no, like, we should we should all be on the same side yeah. here. This is bad all also, around. Also, they, they covered the shit out of, like, the one <laughs> last summer where, like, yeah. uh, the entire Pacific Northwest was you literally just, the surface of hell. You just didn't see it because uh, the electric companies shut off all the power so yeah. more fires didn't stop. Yeah, look, yeah. shitty things are bad no yeah. matter where they happen. There's plenty of arguments to be made about each country's preparedness when it comes to dealing with heat. Obviously, cities that are have been developed in more recent history in areas that were already blazing hot are going to have figured out the whole air conditioning thing for the most part. Aircon. But there's also plenty of major cities and areas in the United States that are similar to the UK in the sense that they're not prepared for the consistently rising global temperatures. Yeah. Yeah. The statement and the replies at the time were basically all in good fun because, haha, we're all dying of climate change. Might as well joke about it. But the fact that their most honored military personnel 
tasked with keeping the royal family safe. Can't even stay upright in this heat. It's just too good to point out. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it must have been a blistering heat, right? Must have been one for the record book. Let's check it out. All right, it was a brisk 86 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh! <laughs> Maga! That is, that is Christmas in Florida. Yeah. If it had been over 90, I'd be a okay, little, a little more sympathetic. But the fact that it's the mid-80s is just... It's extra funny. And I, I, I'm not entirely sure, but considering it is an island, you would assume that it'd be very humid there. So probably a very mm. smelly place to hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, 86 degrees, come on. Those are rookie numbers. Yeah, it's. I mean, I can deal with the mid-80s. Once it hits 90, that's when my sanity starts to uh, decline. But, that's when the uh, movie ticket sales go up. But then again, I don't sit at home wearing a fucking bearskin <laughs> outfit yeah. that should have been swapped out for something more modern a long time ago. Yeah, especially... I put on shorts. They, they should change the outfits and, honestly, the ceremonies and how active everyone is based on the rising global temperatures. They should... This is a tremendous opportunity for someone to design the uh, summer variant yes. for uh, something the, the guardsmen. Yeah, something, something sleek. Some shorts. I mean, I bet these guys are jacked underneath that. Yeah, exactly. Like, they Show are the, it off. They're the elite of the elite. Shows, it. Yeah, some uh, tank tops, some shorts, maybe... Yeah. Uh, I mean, they probably got it. They really should get rid of the bearskin, but I don't know. Uh, come on. Bearskin loincloth. There you go. There we go. It's going to be hot guard summer when we're done with That's it. That's right. And honestly, they'll probably be able to do their jobs better if their job is actually protecting the royal family. Yeah. You know how hard it would be for them to run around in those goofy suits? They can just march fast. Yeah. That's all they can do. It seem very useful. Anyways, uh, it's not like these guys aren't always falling asleep on the job. They are falling asleep uh it, it, sleep. <laughs> it does happen so often that incredible thumbnails and stories like this combo here are readily available first of all yes the thumbnail perfect but the headline reads like a tiktok challenge the queen's guard try not to faint as temperatures soar yeah it's the it's the try not to faint challenge you put on a official queen's guard <laughs> outfit with authentic bearskin hat and you stand out and moderately warm weather and um, and stand perfectly still and, at attention and see how long you can go and bonus points if you play a uh, musical instrument involving your mouth yeah <laughs> breathing yeah so again these guys they're always passing out at the funniest possible moments so this time it was right after some Brit on Twitter said Americans can't stand the heat and previously a royal guard passed out next next to the Queen's coffin and fell off his podium during her vigil, and then the queen fell out of the bottom of the coffin. <laughs> oh, and, whoops! And it was a great moment on Corn Cob TV. <laughs> it sure was. But uh, worst of all, this was just another one of those pointless traditions that the royal family went forward with, despite the conditions. It was in preparation for the king's birthday party, where Prince William had to inspect everyone to make sure they're all doing a good job for his dad. Uh, no word on whether or not those guard-filled stretchers went straight to the furnace or not. I would assume yes. Yeah, down to the glue factory. Um, we do want to give a quick shout out though to the guardsmen. Uh, we love the videos where they scare tourists who get too close or get in their way. People do not understand. They are, they do have a job. They're yeah. not just for show. They are goofy as hell looking, but you can't get in their way. Uh, it is satisfying whenever like an American tourist just stands there taking a picture and they just get barged through. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, so yeah, those videos always satisfying to watch, teach a valuable lesson to people who'd previously never experienced shame. Uh, it's those guys, and then at the Vatican, the 
The Pope's guards, who are similarly dressed fucking ridiculous, mm-hmm. are also trained to kill. Yeah. They've, uh, they're dressed like medieval warriors, but they all have fucking automatic uh, assault rifles under their tunics. Yeah. Ready to go. If you ever want to see, if you're ever in the area, you want to see something entertaining, just stand there in the Sistine Chapel and watch as, I don't know, a hundred times a minute, some security guard has to tell people to stop taking yeah. pictures. No photos, please. <laughs> Can't do that here. Yeah. Delete it. Yeah. It's it's a funny policy, because, but it, tourists are stupid. They take pictures of things like, you think your picture of the Sistine Chapel is going to be better than like... Just go to like Wiki Images or something. Yeah. They've got like high definition. It's literally The so, Library of Congress. It's so big that you will not be able to take a decent photo of it at yeah. all. Try as you might. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, I thought the whole plan here was that, you know, the monarchy under King Charles was like, all right, we're going to do less of the goofy stuff. We got to, we're going to peel back on all this like money spending and public goofiness. Doesn't seem like Guess doing not. It. You could have given the guys a day off. You didn't have to do this. But speaking of people getting bodied, the dude who completely <laughs> rules at the game GeoGuessr just brought his deduction skills into the real world by not only finding the location of a bagel shop, but ruining someone's favorite hidden gem in the process. All under the premise of not allowing people to gatekeep food. Fair enough. Trevor Rainbolt, the god of GeoGuessr, was posed with a challenge recently, one that was apparently a little bit more difficult than guessing where the Google Maps car is within seconds of an image loading. A TikToker made a video where they claimed to have found the world's greatest bagel sandwich, but refused to give out the location of the sandwich so that people wouldn't flood his spot, making it more difficult for him to get his meal and also thereby providing himself a sense of superiority over everyone else. I can have this. I know where it is. You can't. Sorry, suckers. Here's a clip. This is the greatest sandwich I've ever had. And I'm not telling you where it's from or what's in it just know that the sandwich is good and you'll never have it ever in your life so rainbolt the geoguesser who i did not know was american mm. i just kind of assumed he was like dutch or something yeah i don't know but yeah did not appreciate this he considered it gatekeeping food Mm-mm. big no no so not only did he find the spot because of course he did he took things even further he pulled out his spite card <laughs> yes and he played it yeah uh here's some tweets from rainbolt himself I'm going to be vulnerable. I spent 38 hours this week, 42 hours last week, looking for a bagel on Google Maps. The bagel is in New York City. I have all possible bagels narrowed down. I will find this bagel, and I will not give up. Then a few days later, Rainbolt updated everyone with, We found the bagel. (laughs) He thanked people for their help and added, Let this be a lesson to all. Do not gatekeep food. I will find it, and I will make sure you eating it is 100 times harder than you ever would want. And here's his update video. This is the greatest sandwich I've ever had. And I'm not telling you where it's from. I will. It's an egg, cheese, and avocado bagel from Bagel Market on 168 William Street in New York City. You walked approximately 300 feet north and ate it at this table. But he wasn't satisfied by just blowing up the spot. He really wanted to rub it in. So he apparently orchestrated a deal with the bagel shop to rename the other guy's favorite bagel sandwich so that he would have to say Rainbolt's name anytime he wanted to enjoy that sandwich. The shop agreed, and the sandwich is now, and for the foreseeable future, known as the Rainbolt. And taking things even further, it appears as the, sh- the shop dedicated part of its menu board to the exposure with an entire screen reading, The secret is out, X marks the spot. 
and features a photo of Rainbolt the GeoGuessr alongside a reference to the original TikTok creator's name, Casket. The map to Casket's treasure leads here. Wow. So Casket has since responded and basically just said that Rainbolt has no life and should instead spend his time working for the CIA or something. He's like, oh, I was just joking, guys. It wasn't... Yeah, he's doing the, like, I was just joking, but he also seems genuinely, like, owned. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, what are you going to do? Take the L on this one. Yeah. You picked I mean, a fight with a man who was always going to win that fight. And it's great for the local business, and if if history is any lesson, this will all calm down in it a couple of weeks. It does look like a good bagel sandwich. Yeah. Um, hard to find a, a truly good bagel sandwich out here on the West Coast. Yeah. Where, the you know, the water's different. <laughs> That's true. It's... They had that place by the airport for a while that like claimed to ship in uh, New York City water. That's bullshit. That's I not know, a fucking no real thing. <laughs> yeah, no. Could you imagine how expensive, how yeah. ridiculously expensive it would be to ship thousands of gallons of water? Also, it's for like bagels? literally, it's not even the fucking reason. There used to be a place uh, in the central area of LA, the Fairfax district, that was really good, but it closed down. Oh. The Bagel King. Oh. But, uh, There's a pretty good one in Echo Park called Brooklyn Bagel, but I think they mostly just do wholesale. Like, they provide bagels mm. to uh, coffee shops and whatnot. There's Yeasty Boys, but I've never tried it. The name's cute, no, though. It's cute, yeah. Anyways, uh, does does anyone... Like, this guy, he, he didn't reply, but he was like, all right, you got me, but this guy has no life. Do you, do you think that he would try to perpetuate this further, trying to start a feud with someone who... Potentially knows where you are at any given time. I don't want Mr. Rainbow to know anything about me. <laughs> I want to stay off his radar. Yeah. As, as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And I will be sure to never gatekeep food. That's right. Not that I ever would. But especially I don't know if now. I post about, I, I don't think, I'll, think I've even posted about food in forever. Yeah, I don't gatekeep food, but I don't share it because I don't, I just don't want people knowing where I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's a safe way to do things. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of Twitter, a fantastic new meme was born this past weekend. A meme that also doubles as a sort of uh, protest of the site's leadership. And one that clearly and succinctly highlights the social media platform's horrific bot problem. A bot problem that was supposed to be Mr. Musk's number one priority when taking like control of the company. And a problem that uh, he and his most fervent supporters continuously claim that he's already solved. Um, but in the world of Twitter.com, simply mentioning certain terms will trigger an army of bots. An uh, army of bots that is obviously so much worse than it ever was before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they will spam replies if the tweet gains enough traction. Uh, the most notable and reliable example in recent years has been the mention of anything crypto or NFT related. You could have said something that has no relation to what the reply is, but your mentions will soon be filled with the same copy and pasted auto-generated replies. Mm -hmm. If you had the words crypto and wallet in a tweet, <laughs> yeah, there's like 20 accounts being like, I can help you get back into your wallet. <laughs> Just give me the keys. I'm the wallet uh, inspector. So yeah, for a few years now, there's also been bots that scan tweets for sales opportunities. And the case we're about to discuss. It's been used to automate and sell t-shirts. It's yes. the t-shirt bot problem. Mm -hmm. And it's very fun to exploit. <laughs> it is. Basically, if someone posted an image, phrase, or whatever that enough people found interesting, and maybe one person in the replies mentioned that they'd love to see that on a t-shirt or anything to that effect, eventually a bot account would pop up with a link to a site where you could buy that exact thing on a real t-shirt to wear in real life. All automated, from the reply to the production of the t-shirt, since the bot is literally just scraping the text or image data and copy and pasting it to a blank t-shirt template. 
Now this weekend, a few users decided to have a little bit of fun with this bot problem and started cooking up some shirt ideas that could land these bots and the sites that produce the spammy t-shirts in a lot of trouble, potentially, if anyone pursued it. The threads that started it all was based on a post featuring a comic where one of the characters is wearing a shirt that says, the most racist man alive. Before long, bots were swarming the mentions with links to buy that shirt so that someone could theoretically, if they wanted to, wear a shirt that indicates that they are the most racist man alive. Unfortunately, I think there is... There's a market for that. A market for that. They were all at Walt Disney World this weekend, which we'll get to. Oh, good. Anyway, things only escalated from there, and we can't show you too many of these because the entire point was to shock and offend and get the bots and the sites into potential legal jeopardy. But basically, it worked like this. Someone would create an intentionally offensive or explicitly copyrighted design, post it on Twitter, and then start asking about where they might be able to acquire such a unique design printed on a t-shirt. People caught on to this trend and then would then reply to the initial tweet with the same request. And sure enough, after any of the tweets got enough traction, a number of bots would swoop in and start linking to the design ready to print onto a shirt at various websites. Again, we cannot show you many of these designs, but here's uh, just some examples of what really caught on. There was, of course, the image of Elon Musk and Ghislaine Maxwell on a shirt. Yeah. Jizz Lane. <laughs> with a few variations on certain phrases surrounding that photo that we won't mention, but you, you figure it out. Yes. There were also examples where the shirt would simply read an admission of guilt for increasingly serious crimes. Or shirts that explicitly say that the shirt wearer is a criminal of varying and sometimes horrifying degree. And then, of course, people started toying uh, around with the violating copyright laws by tricking these bots into producing merchandise using the intellectual property of notoriously litigious entertainment companies. <laughs> we are subject to all U.S. laws. <laughs> so good. So good. Here's some of the best examples. First and foremost, this one featuring a crude drawing of Mickey Mouse uttering his famous catchphrase, <laughs> I'm Mickey Mouse and I smell like rotten eggs. <laughs> and text surrounding that image that reads as follows not licensed by the Walt Disney Company. This is not a parody. We committed copyright infringement and want to be sued by Disney. We pay all court and tribunal fees. <laughs> and not long after, of course, a link to buy that shirt arrived. And actually, because it's a, it's a really I funny design. I would wear that, sorry. <laughs> yeah, lots of people seem to have actually purchased this. Uh, even posting their purchase orders and, and the uh, screenshots of their shopping carts, which you would assume would potentially upset the actual Disney company. Yeah, I mean, it's it's win-win. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good design. Yeah. Um, so I'd rather just take it down to, like, FedEx's uh, office. and. Uh, yeah, I feel like even they would be like, uh, what are you printing here? Yeah, that's why you slip them. <laughs> yeah, I'll make one for you, too. <laughs> You're going to want one of these. Yeah. Uh, here's another example. Just saw someone wearing this t-shirt. Where can you even buy a shirt like this? And the shirt is the official Harry Potter logo, the cover of the book Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And underneath that, it reads as follows. In 1993, J.K. Rowling killed two people while driving drunk. We are subject to all British libel laws. <laughs> and yeah, as you might not know, uh, J.K. Rowling, she likes to threaten to sue people. Yes. But yeah, in the mentions for this one, enough bots were trying to sell the shirt that they had apparently started replying to each other in order to get their link to the front of the line. Mm -hmm. And why wouldn't they? The shirt's 
incredible. Yeah. Who wouldn't want this in their stocking around Christmas time? It's just what I always wanted. Yes. So this is all very funny stuff. It's, it's a great way to shed some light on a very serious problem because, as Motherboard points out, these types of shirt bots have been stealing actual artwork from actual artists for a very long time. Artists who make a living selling their art, often on shirts and other merchandise, have been fighting these bots for years with no end in sight. Quote, this has been a big pet peeve problem of mine for years with little attention paid to it, Rory Blank, a cartoonist and shirt purveyor, told Motherboard via DM. Blank avoids working corporate gigs or taking a lot of commissions by selling unique shirts. Those shirts are often immediately copied by t-shirt bots. My shirts are generally more successful than my comics, he said. I put a lot of work into new designs, but now putting new stuff up fills me with an overwhelming sense of dread. It's extremely disheartening to have put so much effort into something and see some dickhead come around and immediately copy it. This is most of my livelihood. Blank said he's tried to fight the bots in various ways. He's sent DMCA notices and even contacted lawyers, but he ruled out legal action because of the expense. I don't know if anyone's actually buying the knockoffs either, or if it's just something else that gets lost in the sea of constant spam that is most of being online, he said. Presumably, they're making some amount of money since most of the accounts doing it have paid verification <laughs> now. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, we're sure that Daddy Elon is aware of this problem, especially considering bots are now selling shirts with that photo of him and Jizz Lane Maxwell on it. And also shirts featuring an image of his tweet where he announces that he'll defeat the spam bots or die trying. But he's also figuring everything out as he goes along while firing anyone with any real talent who doesn't agree with him, only to find out that they were actually vital to the day-to-day -day operations of the website that he bought. Oops. Whoops. The idea that Musk is going to defeat spam bots, it's laughable at this point. And all the people who operate spam bots, they simply have purchased Twitter Blue for themselves, so now they algorithmically appear higher in all the replies. Well done, sir. Masterful gambit. I like how his idea was just like, you see, by charging people, we get rid of all the spam. Because he's been saying what? this for a year. What? It never makes sense. Because spam, spams don't have money. Yeah. As if there aren't real people behind this right. with a financial stake in it. And now they have a very minuscule investment to be algorithmically charged yeah, into the top of their pot. It's, it's a great deal for them. <laughs> it is. It's this, and then my my DMs just full of um, various types of spams, people offering me jobs, uh, obviously hookers or like fake hookers. Mm -hmm. And then every every time I post, or pretty much every time, there's um, some fake OnlyFans accounts <laughs> that I no matter how many I block, the next day, the same all the same account details, but a different account is back in there. Uh, yeah, none of this used to fucking happen. It's happening now. But sure, Elon Musk. Doing a great he job. He fixed the website. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we have more important news coming up after the break, including insane reactions to the indictment of former President Trump. Uh, but first, let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Bespoke Post. One of my favorite things about getting a box of awesome from Bespoke Post every month is how it just kind of sneaks up on you. You forget that it's coming, and then one day, bam, on your front door. You've been bespoken. Yes, the best box that you'll open all month. It's right there, filled with carefully chosen gear from the best small brands around the world. So, uh, look, let's see what I got this month. I got some cool throwing knives and a, a nice holster to wow. carry them around in, uh, a variety of hot sauces from around the country, and a new barbecue rub to check out. Wow. Among many other things. It's like a surprise party whenever it shows up on your doorstep. And no matter what you have going on this spring or this summer, Box of Awesome has you covered. From camping gear essentials, cookout must-haves, and drink game upgrades, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. 
To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Each box is valued at around $70, but you only pay a fraction of that price. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter code ITDAILY at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code ITDAILY for 20% off your first box. boxofawesome.com, code ITDAILY. Thank you for sponsoring our show. Please check them out. And now, the news. The Trump indictment has obviously sent shockwaves through the news media, but over on Fox News, it really seems as though they are struggling to get a handle on which narrative they'd like to go with. And most of the usual suspects are doing some form of, what about Hillary's emails? Or what about Hunter Biden's laptop? Oh, geez. So there's differing variations on that. The whole Clinton crime family, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, no, don't arrest Hillary Clinton, too. Yeah, please, please, stop. Oh, no. I don't fucking care. Yeah, seriously. Uh, also, it's just you're taking the focus away from the thing that's happening now. Very. So you agree what he did is bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. and that we should also do it with other... Okay. Noticeably, though, some guests and anchors are actually submitting that this indictment and the charges seem pretty airtight and that there's not a lot to argue against. That soundbite of him saying, I have this top secret material... I know it's top secret. I really shouldn't show it to you, but I'm going to anyway. I could have declassified it as president, but, but I didn't. didn't. Like, that's the entire case is right fucking yeah, there. Right next and to it's a, on tape. a photo of all the boxes in the bathroom. Yeah, it, like, it's, it's, he's, t he's cooked, legally yeah. speaking. I don't know if he's actually... Yeah, who knows. But, but the uh, case is solid. They even, uh, some of the guests and some of uh, Republican topic talking heads around other outlets, uh, they have been saying publicly that they might have the former president dead to rights. This not looking great for him. Inshallah. Uh, so even on other networks, formerly Trump-friendly pundits, Trump-friendly pundits and politicians, including former members of Trump's administration, very unloyal, have noted that this is, in fact, pretty fucking bad for Donald Trump. Here's just a few examples. Why didn't you return the papers when you were asked to? Well, he on was the sifting occasion? through them and determining what were personal and what were presidential. And under the Presidential Records Act, as you know, Harold, he has the sole discretion to do that. Even when he showed it to that reporter? Well, if the you're waving it to that reporter who's an American, how yeah. is that different than Hillary's server getting hacked? By the DNC country. server getting hacked. The Obama administration getting hacked. He put American national security at risk because he went like that in front of an American. If what it says is actually the case, President Trump was incredibly reckless with our national security. More than that, I'm a military spouse. My husband's about to deploy this weekend. This puts all of our military men and women in danger. If you are going to talk about what our military is capable of or how we would go about invading or doing something with one of our enemies. What the government was really worried about were these classified and very sensitive documents. I was shocked by the degree of sensitivity of these documents and how many there were, frankly. But I do think that even half of what Andy McCarthy said, which is if even half of it is true, then he's toast. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a very detailed indictment. Uh, and it's very, very damning. Joe Biden, 
should be prosecuted and investigated and, quite frankly, impeached. Oh, this is a story of wrongdoing, national defense. And let's put in espionage. We can kind of tie it into the Russian collusion so people will say, oh, it could have been the Russians. This is nonsense. And I want to know, how many documents were altered? How many documents were destroyed? Zero. Zero. But who destroyed 33,000 documents that she lied about over and over again? Hillary Clinton. Well, the first thing to do is to read the indictment, which I don't think many people have done. Uh, it's really a masterful piece of work, in my view. Obviously, the government has to prove it at trial to a jury. Uh, but if they do, it is devastating, and, and it really should be the end of Trump's political career, let, let alone the beginning of his jail time. If you're the Democratic candidate for president, Hillary Clinton, secretary of state, you can set up a private server in your basement to conduct government business. And when an Senator, investigation is had about your activity, no, let me finish. But you this didn't answer the you question. was ridiculous. That I've heard your attack on President Biden and his justice yeah. I've heard your attack on Hillary Clinton. I've heard your attack on Bill Clinton. What I've not heard from you is a defense of Donald Trump's behavior and why you think that's the uh, kind of behavior you want to see in the president not, of the United I'm, States. I, I, I'm not. I'm not justifying his behavior. If it were up to me, nobody would take classified information. But you're endorsing him for president of the United States. You're saying he should be president of the United yeah, States. Yeah. 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 I, I think what, what's happening here is trying to delegitimize him. If he has anything like what the complaint, what the indictment alleges, and of course the government will have to prove it, uh, then then he has committed very serious crimes. This is this this is a devastating indictment. I speak here as an alumnus of the Justice Department myself. Woo! So yeah, if you're watching this video on Tuesday or later, you already know more than we do about what's happening with that court appearance. But all signs are pointing towards a. A total fucking circus. Yes. Just like his appearance in New York City and elsewhere. But they this already... time it's in Florida, so baby. Watch out. There's caution tape everywhere. Yeah. There's, uh, I didn't see any, uh, you know, viewing stands being rolled in or barricades, anything yet. People but, have uh, been, like, for like four days, people have just been driving around in circles, like going, woo! At Mar-a-Lago, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. If these early protests are any indication, this could end up being the biggest chud convention since January 6th. Uh, here's a look at the area near Mar-a-Lago in South Florida just this past weekend. Yeah! I mean, they have each other, and that's beautiful. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have somebody, each other. Totally normal people who have dedicated their entire lives and personas to a reality TV president who doesn't give a fuck about them, who would spit on them. It, I mean, it would be sad and depressing if it weren't so angry and alarming. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of scared of these people, especially with their hateful rhetoric continuing to ramp up. Seems like well, all it takes is really one or two of them, but bad things could fucking happen, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while we're on the topic of total pieces of shit, though, let's check in on Ron DeSantis for a moment. And, oh boy, new nickname just dropped. Folks, allow us to introduce you to Sweaty Ron. Uh, he... <laughs> He is sweating like a sinner he's, in church, folks. He's doing worse than those British guards. I know. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't pass out. He wasn't wearing the bearskin cap, but man, he is so. Also, I don't get it. This, I would expect this from a northern politician. Mm -hmm. Sir, you are from Florida. You, yeah. you exist in 100% humidity all the time. Yeah, How are you this sweaty? How this are you not acclimated? even in Florida, too. So 
It's in a less humid part yeah. of the country. How's he this sweaty? Just doused in disgusting sweat. Yeah, it's just, it's, it actually is disgusting. Yeah, Donald, I am disgusted. Donald Trump would never sweat like he this. He was folks. sweating like a dog. <laughs> Honestly, though, yeah, like Elliot said, you would think that an Italian American who grew up and governs the state of Florida would be more prepared for hot and humid weather. Look, even as simple as, I don't know, not wearing a shirt that blatantly shows how hot and sweaty you are. You could see nipples protruding. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but this is so small on a scale of DeSantis's issues. It's it's just kind of funny because there seems to be an infinite amount of ways to make fun of this guy. He, again, simply does not have the riz. And he does, in fact, look disgusting. Nipples protruding in his <laughs> drenched white dress shirt. It is really kind of gross that he's actually completely soaked by his it's own release. It's a lot of sweat. Yeah. I am a sweaty guy, and I looked at this and was like, that is... How does that happen? That's disgusting. Yeah. Sweaty Ron, folks. I change my socks multiple times a day sometimes. And even for me, it's like, damn, what's going on, Ron? That room must have been stanky. Yeah. Because if he's sweating, you know everyone else is sweating. It's a good thing he's so terrible with crowds and yeah. antisocial because that means, uh, you know, he was he already wasn't planning on hugging anyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Oh. Could you imagine how gross that would feel? Like Ugh. sweating a wet towel or hugging a wet towel. Anyway, meanwhile, back in Florida itself, the state governed by sweaty Ron DeSantis, an absolutely insane protest happened over the weekend. We honestly can't even show you clips of it because YouTube will banish this video to the nether realm because their AI still has not figured out that we are reporting on the news, not supporting what is shown in the coverage. But here's what happened. Um, a bunch of Nazis... Oh, how could you say they were Nazis? <laughs> they were they were waving Nazi flags alongside Ron DeSantis for president flags in front of Disney World in Orlando, Florida. And if we were Ron DeSantis, I don't know, we might take a moment and attempt to reflect on why a bunch of literal Nazis would also support the Ron DeSantis platform and align with that politically and morally. But seems like a case for self-reflection. A lot but... easier to just say fake news. <laughs> but here's the Orlando Sentinel with more on this. Over a dozen far-right demonstrators, including many waving swastikas and some hoisting signs promoting Governor Ron DeSantis' presidential campaign, gathered outside the Disney entrance Saturday, a spectacle that quickly attracted viral attention on social media. In addition to the swastika and DeSantis banners, some had signs displaying anti-Semitic and white supremacist rhetoric. No arrests were made. In an unsigned statement, a sheriff's office spokesperson said the agency deplores hate speech in any form, but people have the First Amendment right to demonstrate Despite the presence of pro-DeSantis signs at the gathering, the governor had not yet openly condemned or commented on the incident as of Monday. The circumstances are similar to one that occurred last January, in which far-right demonstrators waving swastikas at a UCF area shopping plaza and on an Interstate 4 overpass on, on a Saturday were condemned by politicians across Florida, but went unmentioned by DeSantis until the following Monday, when DeSantis suggested Democrats were attempting to smear him and politicize the incident for political gain. Just say Nazis are bad. Mm -hmm. After the 2022 incident, DeSantis's press secretary, Christina Pushaw, who now works for his presidential campaign, criticized those asking DeSantis to weigh in on the demonstrations. Uh, yeah, and she's a very interesting character who we're probably going to be seeing a lot more of, but she is completely Twitter brain poisoned mm -hmm. um, and seems to be running his campaign and just his entire public persona. Uh, is she the based... one behind the war room? Yeah, based mm -hmm. off of um, online, 
and not real life. Yeah, that explains a lot of like what's happening with this guy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, seems like something that you, as an American politician, would maybe want to weigh in on and distance yourself from and make it clear that just for the record, I don't like Nazis. Yeah. Nazis are bad. It's a pretty easy thing to do. But they couldn't even get this man to uh, assert how to pronounce his own fucking name. It's pronounced winner. No, but really, how do you say it? Do you support Nazis? Uh, I support people who think I'm a winner. Uh, excuse me? Yeah, <laughs> so very easy to say that you hate Nazis and clearly state that you should not support Nazis and you don't want them to support you and all that uh, in any way. It seemed no-brainer, but hey, what do we know? We're just humble meme farmers, not politicians that millions of people want to be president of the United States. Yeah, it seems like it's the easiest thing in the world to just be like, oh, no, I hate Nazis. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, great. Thanks. Because why, why would I be afraid of saying that? Why would I be afraid of alienating Nazis? Yeah. That would be, I don't that want, would be I don't want the Nazi crazy. vote. <laughs> why would I want the Nazi vote? Yeah. Anyway, while we're on the topic of hate mongers, we regret to inform you that Tucker's Twitter show is still getting millions of views. But there's a bit of good news here. First and foremost, we'll say again, those views mean nothing. Twitter counts a view as simply scrolling by the content and not even by watching it for any length of time. In addition to that, even based off of those skewed numbers, Tucker's second episode performed exactly like we thought it would. Much worse in comparison. <laughs> yeah. Which shows that a lot of the views generated by that first video were just people who were morbidly curious. I'm like, yeah. okay, yep. Yeah, it, there he is. Uh, so from his first episode to his second episode, Tucker appears to have lost around half his entire viewership. And in addition to that, Fox News has now made things official. They have sent Tucker and his team a cease and desist order. Let them fight. Here's mm -hmm. more from Axios. Fox News has sent a cease and desist letter to Tucker Carlson as he ramps up a competing series on Twitter that drew a combined 169 million views for, no, its, it didn't. <laughs> for its first two episodes, Axios has learned. Carlson is making a First Amendment argument for posting on Twitter and asserts that Fox has committed material breaches of his contract. Harmeet Dillon, a lawyer who represents Carlson along with Brian Friedman, said in a statement to Axios, Fox News continues to ignore the interests of its viewers, not to mention its shareholder obligations. Doubling down on the most catastrophic programming decision in the history of the cable news industry, Fox is now demanding that Tucker Carlson be silent until after the 2024 elections, the statement continued. Tucker will not be silenced by anyone. He is a singularly important voice on matters of public interest in our country and will remain so. Fox News didn't comment. Uh, so, uh, already lost half the viewership so far. Hope it was worth it, Tucky. Tucker's next episode will air Tuesday night and will consist of his coverage of Trump's indictment. So, the numbers, you would assume, would be astronomical yeah, for such is, an event. This is his bread and butter. Even topping the first episode, you would have to assume that they would. This is like the Avengers Infinity War of Tucker Carlson's exactly. coverage. I mean, if you base, you know the first episode on the stats that Twitter provided, his episode was viewed by a third of the entire country. His next one's going to get like 8 billion views. Yeah, more than the Earth. Yeah. Everyone on Earth and some people in space watch. Don't, yeah, don't be careful. You don't want to accidentally reveal that... Uh... Aliens are real and they watch my show. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we'll see how that goes. But like we said a million times before, uh, we filmed this Monday evening. The big court appearance from Donald Trump in Florida is scheduled to take place Tuesday morning. It's probably going to be a pretty chaotic day, so let's just end this episode with another non-politics story, but one that's just as crazy. Yeah. While doing a promotional appearance for his brand of pain-relieving spray during Game 4 of the NBA Finals, 
Conor McGregor took things way too far and actually assaulted the Miami Heat mascot. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, knocking him out cold and sending him to the hospital as a result. Conor McGregor, what a guy. Yeah. We all a, love Conor McGregor. <laughs> what a cool dude. Great that he keeps getting opportunities. What like a this. man who is, uh, if you go to Ireland, you ask people about him, they, uh, what an entire country just embarrassed of their most famous sporting export. I tell what you what, guy. though. I tell you what, though. You know who wouldn't have taken this? Gritty. Oh, Gritty would have fought back. <laughs> Gritty would have murdered this man. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, here's Sports Illustrated with more. Miami's mascot, Bernie, was taken to the emergency room after a skit with ex-UFC fighter Conor McGregor during the Heat's 108-95 loss to the Nuggets in Game 4, according to Sam Amick of The Athletic. Per Amick, the man who plays Bernie was given pain medication and has since been discharged from the hospital. Bernie, an anthropomorphic fireball with a basketball for a nose, has been, <laughs> has been Miami's mascot since the franchise's founding in 1988. During the skit Friday night, McGregor knocked Bernie out cold while promoting his pain relief spray, drawing boos from the crowd <laughs> during a game where Denver took a 3-1 to lead. Huh. So it appears as though the mascot is fine after taking some actual pain medication and not McGregor's spray stuff, but it would have been hilarious if he was just <laughs> spraying it into like the mouth hole where the guy breathes from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, I don't know, how the fuck are you, as an UFC fighter, going to assault a mascot who's just trying to play along in your dumb little skit? I think some of these UFC fighters might have anger management issues. But mostly Conor McGregor. Yeah, he is... uh, There's a lot lot of shitheads in MMA. It does attract that element. But there's also plenty of them that seem mostly well-adjusted. And keep the keep the fight in the fucking ring. He does always get away with it by being like, it's just a bit because I'm a crazy UFC guy. Where didn't he like he like threw a, a cart or a dolly at someone? Yeah, yeah. Like smashed the window of he a bus. He attacked a bus. I can't remember who's. They're like, ah, oh, they're playing it up for the big event. Yeah, no, he got arrested for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, he gets arrested a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Anyway, you know what time it is. It's time for everyone watching this video to. Smash that like button. Smash it like you're Conor McGregor, and the like button is the Miami Heat's mascot's big dumb face. Yeah. Bernie. Uh, <laughs> Confetti drops off. Everyone loves you for it, unlike the booze that McGregor received for his apparent assault on Bernie. So hit that like button, or lovingly tap it, caress it, leave yeah. a comment, reply to a comment, engage with us in some way, God damn it! And yeah. then check out some of our other most recent videos over here. If you're confused on what's going on with the orcas or with Trump's indictment, it's all here, folks. We've got it. So have fun. Have no fear. We've got you covered. And we'll be back uh, with uh, some tech news that will probably include also some news about Trump's indictment. (laughs) And it's it's technological. Sure. In some way that I haven't thought of yet. Yes, we'll figure it out. Uh, And you can stay tuned for us figuring that out, how to work that in. Uh, Next time, we'll see you soon. Click the videos over there. Leave a like, leave a comment. Bye-bye. Bye.